This is Susan Parker with ELR Legal Search. Today's conversation in ELR Presents is with Matthew Galando. Matthew is KNL Gates Director of Professional Development, and I love this guy. He's super bright. He's got some great and creative ideas about retention. And you'd think that's weird that a recruiter would want to talk about retention, but we really care about our laterals and the success they have integrating into new firms. So that's why I thought this would be a great topic and one we're going to continually touch on. Before I introduce Matt, I just want to give you a bit of a background on him. He has been the Director of Professional Development at KNL Gates, and he's really played a significant role in the firm's signature associate leadership events. He's really considered sort of a go-to creative resource for all the topics that they have relative to learning at KNL Gates. And Matt is also really active in the Professional Development Consortium, and that's where I met him. He's on various committees, including the fact that Matt was really instrumental in the assessment and implementation of, of something KNL Gates has called the Hub. And it's an award-winning online digital destination that kind of gives timely content for critical issues on that intersection of business and law. And I love that kind of thing because when you're really busy, you've got a place to go and find great content. So he's been involved in all kinds of very creative things like that. And he's talked about them at Professional Development Consortium. He's a PDC board member and the chair of the organization's trusted advisor subcommittee. And he wears just a bunch of hats for the organization. So I'm really psyched to welcome you, Matt. Thanks so much for agreeing to join us today. Hey, Susan, it's such a pleasure to be here. Uh, you're one of my favorites too, and I think we're going to have a lot of fun. So we thanks are. for having me. I appreciate it. My pleasure. So like I said, let's talk retention. I know a big part of what you do, you do a lot on learning and development, mm -hmm. and then also retention, just making sure people are happy and they stay. Talk to me about that and some of the ways that you been approaching that lately? Sure. So, I mean, obviously in any sector, but particularly in legal and particularly in big law, retention is huge. When folks walk out the door, money walks out the door, knowledge walks out the door, institutional knowledge goes. And so we really try in many ways to create that stickiness mm -hmm. among all of our lawyers, whether it be at an office level at a practice level, oftentimes at an affinity level. There's a lot of ways to do that and a lot of opportunities to do that. And I think for a long time, firms weren't as focused as deeply on that. It has become such a sharper focus, particularly in the last year to two years when we have seen the, the great resignation, the great reassessment, whatever you want to call it. You know, people are leaving for all kinds of different reasons. And some of them, you know, they're perfectly valid reasons, right? I mean, it's family situation. Sometimes it's work-life balance, happiness, money, like all of the things. Right, right. We consider our role in retention really as a strategic partner because the more our lawyers at every level, not just first-year associates, not just partners, everyone in between, the more they are engaged and the more they feel like they are being supported and that they are maintaining connections within the firm, the better chance we feel that they will stay. Exactly. And you know, we see that as recruiters. We'll ask people, what are you looking for? If you want to make a move, there's a reason usually. And I always tell people, don't run from anything. You want to run to something. Yes. So what is it that you're looking for? And invariably this comes up, this need for feeling more connected 
this need for feeling like there's purpose, I belong, right? And especially in a world where we're so disconnected post-COVID, these things are critical. Talk to me about your role and some of the things that you guys have been doing to kind of build that stickiness. Sure. And, you know, we have experimented with a lot of different things. Some work and some we realize, you know what, this isn't the best use of our time and this isn't valuable for our lawyers. I'm actually going to use the term allied professionals a lot. That's what we call our staff. Mm. And a lot of what I'm saying is interchangeable between lawyers and allied professionals. And we have a strong focus on their support and their development as well. I may switch back and forth a bit. I know we're focusing a lot on lawyers here, but they're very important too. So true. And so we come at this in a lot of different ways and with a lot of energy, a lot of different energies. You know, a lot of firms, including our own, we do the baseline substantive continuing education stuff, the CLE type programming, the litigation focused programs, the corporate, the finance, IP, all of that. For me, those are baseline. Those are table stakes. Most firms do that. And it's important. Some firms do it at the practice level and professional development and our teams aren't really involved in that process. We are deeply involved in that process at KNL. But as important as it is, that is baseline because that is training that everyone needs at every level of their career to continue to succeed in their practice. Mm -hmm. Where I think we differentiate is with what we call whole person development. So, you know, this is our this is our mantra in professional development and it covers everything from health and well-being programming. It's pro bono. It's uh, what we call our splash programming, which are large hands-on multi-session events and training programs that we really try to immerse the associates particularly in whatever the topic of the day is. We have run programs on public speaking that we call the TED Style Talks program. It's based on the TED Talks format. We have one called the BD Science Fair, Business Development Science Fair, that is exactly what it sounds like. It is a science fair format where it can be very low tech or very high tech, where we have tables set up around the conference room and associates work in teams to come up with their most innovative and creative business development ideas. I love that. It's really cool. So they present, so people walk around like a science fair? Exactly. And so they work in teams to come up with these innovative ideas. And then our partners and others serve as the judges and they walk around, they ask questions about the projects, they you know poke holes in it, they give more ideas. And then ultimately the winner would receive support from the business development team to actually implement their idea. I love this they're multi-session because they start with that baseline training. So BD fundamentals, how to pitch, all of those related topics. But then we really dig deeper and we really think that this hands-on learning by doing approach is the most effective. It's that immersive, experiential programming that's... Where you can make a mistake. Absolutely. Where you can make mistakes, try something new and absolutely. you mess it up, so what? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, one example, and I talked about it a lot because it's actually one of my favorites. We have piloted that program a couple of times. We actually launched it right at the beginning of 2020 before, you know, the world, <laughs> before the world almost ended. And so, you know, we are now starting to get back into a lot of what we call our splash programming, which are these really deep engagement programs that are either office-based or practice-based 
because it serves a couple of purposes. One, it's providing training that lawyers need, but even more importantly, it is providing connection among all of our lawyers, whether it is the connection of lawyers working together to develop their idea, or whether that connection is the associate presenting their TED style talk to a panel of judges on a topic that is deeply personal to them, actually. We actually try to get away from the legal topics. Really? So you do your TED Talks on on topics that are not necessarily related? Yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah. In fact, when we do our TED Style Talks program, we actually encourage the associates to not talk about something that is... So what's the thinking there? What was the thinking of that? Well, it's a couple of things. One, it gets them excited about something that's really personal to them or something that they really connect to. I mean, we have had presentations on... One associate did a presentation on why you should do an Ironman. Wow. And now a lot of people say, I would never, ever do that. <laughs> You're crazy. But, you know, her talk was more than just the the athleticism. And, it, you know, it has to do with the mental aspect, mm-hmm. and things like that. Why theater is good for lawyers. There was one by an associate in New York on the value of riding his motorcycle and why it's important to him. That's so cool. So it's not only teaching them the skills about presenting and being in front of a group, mm-hmm. but it's also allowing their colleagues to see them in a different way. Right. The whole self. I love it. Yes. It shrinks our world because the more that you know about someone, the more that you might have a connection with them or understand them a little bit more, the more sticky that relationship is. Totally. And there's science backs that up day in, day out, tons of studies that totally back that up. I love that. So, you know, when a lawyer joins your firm, what do you think are some of the keys to their success? It's a few things. One is, I think, a fairly immediate connection. I think it is so important that a lateral be introduced to as many people as possible as early in their journey at the firm as possible. Mm-hmm. Right. We don't want to give them any time. We don't want to give any oxygen to, oh my gosh, I don't know anybody. I'm not feeling supported. Did I make the wrong move? Because, you know, these transitions are very emotional to begin with. People are leaving places that they might have actually really liked personally, professionally, it might not have been the best fit for them or vice versa. And so we want to make sure that they feel connected and that they feel supported as early on in their journey at K&L Gates. It's done in, in many ways, but you know we have a whole integration plan and integration teams. I mean, we as recruiters see how, I mean, this is an emotional thing. In fact, I just talked to a firm about that yesterday and today because the way the process has gone in the interview process, it's been so protracted that now the associate is saying, I don't know, do they even want me anymore? You know, they're not getting that feeling of of connection. And that really starts in the recruitment process and it continues when people start at a firm. And if, like you said, if they don't feel connected right away, they start questioning, is this the right decision? Right. We have integration teams for all of our lawyers that lateral in. They're made up of folks from all across the firm. So it's other lawyers, so it's partners, it's associates, it's... Is it like volunteers, volunteer integration teams? Cool. Yeah. 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 I'm allied professionals, you know, that talk about various topics and resources that are important that touch both the lawyer's practice and also the business side of the firm. As an example... You know, in professional development, we are front and center on their orientation and integration schedules. 
I talk to all of our new partners. One of my responsibilities to talk with partners and help them with their onboarding and integration. And at the end of every conversation, I always leave it with the offer that I am always available to you to answer questions, to be a resource. And I say, we're the people, people never, ever hesitate to reach out because if I don't know the answer, I will find it for you. And I will find the person or the resource that you need. It is all of our responsibility to make sure that they are supported and that they have the resources that they need to make a smooth transition into the firm. So I take it very, very seriously. Yeah, it is so, so critical. I love it. One thing that I think is really important in integration too is the follow-up. You know, I've seen many cases where there hasn't been a whole lot of follow-up beyond that initial orientation period. And laterals are then left to sort of wonder like, oh, this was great. I came in at a flourish and now what? I think it is very, very important that we focus on the follow-up. I talk with my team regularly. I say, let's make sure whenever we're talking to laterals that we're following up with them. Even if it is a simple check-in email three to four weeks after they start, just to remind them that you're a person that they can come to if they have an issue or if they have questions. And again, my whole team understands that we will find the answer or the person. We make sure that we handle that. I think that's so critical and that's lacking in so many ways, right? Yeah. We're making very small gestures or touch points, but we're not being consistent. Right. And if we're consistent, it makes a huge difference. Yeah. You know, one other thing I wanted to mention is continued training and integration opportunities that we provide to new lawyers, whether they be first year and junior associates or whether they're laterals. You know, and a lot of the laterals come in at the partner level. You know, we do that in a couple of ways. On the, the junior lawyer side, we run a virtual academy whenever they start. But we also, uh, a couple of years ago, we launched a live in-person mini MBA program for all of our first and second year associates. And again, it serves a couple of purposes. One, we understand that lawyers, regardless of what practice they're in, they need to understand basic business concepts because our problems, they're business problems, right? you know, and, and everybody, whether you're a litigator or whether you're a corporate associate, you have to understand finance and reading balance sheets and accounting and, and also even things like, you know, business intelligence, right. things like that. Right. So, you know, so one, there's, there's a, a deep training aspect to it to make sure that they understand these concepts. But two, it's also another touch point for our junior associates to come together and get to meet and just be with each other for a couple of days. And again, it then starts to shrink their world because whether you're sitting in Boston or you're sitting in Berlin, it doesn't matter. If you have met someone, it is so much easier to pick up the phone and ask them a question, get advice, whatever that may be. So, so those types of events are really twofold. But on the lateral side in particular, and I'm going to focus on partners here, we run what we call the Leadership College every year for all of our new partners. And this is for new, newly promoted partners within the firm. And it is for all of our lateral partners that have joined since our last. So is this a, like a virtual academy or? No, it's live in person. And we actually do it in connection with our annual partners retreat. We bring in all the new partners, laterals, promoted for a couple of days in advance of the retreat 
to do a, a lot of programming that is really important for partners. And we're actually taking it a step further now, and we're breaking that out into tracks for the promoted partners, new lateral partners, and new lateral income partners. And we're even taking it a step further and breaking out a track for lateral equity partners Nice, because the needs are very different, Right, right. you know, at every stage of a partner's career, whether it's promotion, whether it's a lateral income equity, the needs are very different. You know, there's some baseline programming that we will do for everyone, but we really are aiming to dig deeper and really provide relevant training and engagement opportunities for partners at every level. Great. It sounds like you have a really strong support system, regardless of where you are in sort of the life cycle of your career, to help people plug in, plug in, plug in and connect and learn and grow. Yeah. You know, I also know that you've been really active outside the office, you know, supporting the arts. Talk to me a little bit about how encouraging folks to be on nonprofit boards or volunteering, how that also helps them stay sticky with the firm and also enhance their careers. And actually, this is something that I have run training on. We have done programs on this because again, I I think that it has multiple benefits. For as long as I can remember, I've been involved in various nonprofits. I've done all sorts of things. I'm on the board of a university and every step of the way I have learned to be a leader in these various organizations. And that's my inclination. You know, some people aren't looking for that. Some people don't want to step into leadership positions. And a lot of my leadership roles have happened just sort of as an evolutionary process. Not that I was necessarily looking for it. And frankly, sometimes I question whether I really even wanted it, (laughs) you know, but I take those opportunities and those responsibilities very seriously. Being involved in various nonprofits whether it's committee member, whether it is a board member, board leadership, they provide opportunities to evolve skills right. in leadership, in communication, collaboration. For lawyers, yes, there can be a business development aspect, although we tell our lawyers, don't go into it with that mindset that you're going to develop business by sitting on a nonprofit board. Do it to serve your passion and perhaps do it to develop skills. I mean, you'll undoubtedly make those connections. If business comes from that, then great. But it is really good for you as a skill development exercise and opportunity. And that makes sense. It's part of the whole person model, right? You're, yeah, you're yeah. giving back. You're part of the firm. You're part of the community. You know, it's connection. Yeah. And, you know, even though I'm not a, I'm not a practicing lawyer, I've never was, never have been, I have come into this with service in mind. I've always had that service mindset. And maybe that's how I connect so deeply to what I do, because what we do in many ways is service. It's service to our lawyers and our allied professionals and everyone at the firm. I do think it is important that we encourage that as community building, as leadership development, as skill development. So I'm a huge advocate for it. I love it. So Matt, tell me what you think recruitment teams and and firms like ours can do to really help with this story of connection and retention? You know, I think one of the big ways that this can be impactful is for firms like yours to be a partner with clients. I feel strongly that with any partnership, it is a stronger, deeper connection, and it's more productive when it's an ongoing relationship rather than merely transactional 
for a one and done. Understandably, of course, we are looking for candidates and you have candidates to place. And yes, that's a transaction. But again, the relationship I think is so important. Similar to what I said about lawyers connecting all around the firm and understanding each other better. I think the same goes for us and outside vendors that we work with, clients. When we have those deeper connections, the business is just easier sometimes. So much so. So much so. And I also think that similarly, developing that trust and rapport on both sides, getting to know and and really to understand each other. For us as a client, getting to know our, you know, the recruiter's capabilities, expertise, you know, what is the bench of potential client placements you have or where do you focus? And for you, of course, understanding the firms that you're working with, the practices and what those needs are. And even sometimes as hard as it may be, anticipating where needs may arise. Yeah. And I know that sometimes that's... It can be hard, but we glean a lot from what's going on in the world and the markets, and we got our ear to the road about what's coming. But I think what you've mentioned too, is that it's super important for the relationship aspect really helps us also connect you with candidates that there are some people that are focused on more of a bookish type of a situation and some that really want to be with a firm that's involved and has a big client base, you know, so getting to know what you offer helps us explain that and really, I don't want to say sell it to the candidate, but in essence, it is that because we're just helping inform them of what an option they might have. It's critical for me. I like to find out just learning about these programs you talked about today is huge for me because I can go talk to candidates and tell them about this and it matters. I've always said this. It matters how people feel at work. Everything you've talked about really ties into this topic. So I can't thank you enough for your expertise. I could probably talk to you for hours. I'd rather have a glass of wine while we do it, but we don't have that right now. But hey. I have my coffee here instead. That's okay. (laughs) Thank you so much, Matt. It's been a pleasure. Great talking with you today. You bet, Susan. Hey, thanks again. I really appreciate the opportunity. It's great to talk to you too.